20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. This is not Dr. Tar. <laughs> this is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. And this is Bwong. <laughs> Excuse me, the Flemtastic Blue Fez. <laughs> Blue Flem? You- what? <laughs> At two. And you are listening to. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this evening we are going to discuss the 2007 anthology comedy horror movie called The Trick R Treat or Trick or Treat or however you want to put it. Not the 1979 or 89 or whatever Trick or Treat, the heavy metal, whatever um, horror movie. Um, we're just uh, we're going to be talking about the 2007 Michael Doherty directed movie. All right, Michael Doherty. If you don't know who he is, um, also did um, he did uh, Krampus and uh, what was the other one? Oh, he did the Godzilla King of the Monsters. Right. Let's get something straight. Uh oh, it's Krampus. We, Krampus. Sorry, yeah. Krampus. We got to say Krampus. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Krampus, right? I can comply. I don't care. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, So with uh, Trick or Treat, um, we have an anthology that stars a number of different uh, big name actors. Anna Paquin is in there, uh, Brian Cox, um, and uh, a few others. And Dylan Baker. Yeah, yep, Dylan Baker. Um, And it's it's a series of stories that kind of intertwine, um, and they're all connected by one story that just kind of is in the background, but then becomes foreground at the very end, which I thought was really kind of clever. Um, and it's produced by Brian uh, Singer um, and his Bad Hat Harry uh, production company, uh, which this was before he fell out of favor for Deeds Unknown. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. I really like this movie. I, I uh, just sat down to maybe check it out and watch it a little later, um, especially since it was anthology, but I ended up just watching it straight through. Um, and I just saw it probably a month ago, not even a month ago. Um, never, you know, I'd heard of it before and I'd heard a lot of people say, Oh, this is a really cool movie. You should watch it. Um, and so I finally did. I love the iconic uh, small figure with the burlap bag on its head and the button eyes and stuff like that. Um, and the fact that it's got that dangerous little sucker <laughs> that it that it carries around. Um, and I didn't really, I'd seen that in many places, but just never connected it with that movie or, or what it was for. Because um, uh, I, of all of us, am probably the most marginal horror fan um, uh, here. So I see a lot of stuff, but I don't really like engage in, in all of it. Um, 
So, Professor Feather, you did you just recently watch this, or have you seen this before? Um, I believe I had seen it before once, but it's been, it's been quite a while. I just recently watched it, um, like uh, within probably the last three hours or so. Um, no, not really. I watched it last night. Um, yeah, the 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 um, the compo- the composition is brilliant. Um, it's just absolutely brilliant. All of the ties and the way it's all put together um, in such a, a nonlinear fashion, and it works really good. You know, um, this is like Christopher Nolan style. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Um, just really full on. I love that about it. Um, and it has Dylan, and it has Dylan Baker in it, uh, and and I love Dylan Baker. I just think he's a great actor, and and the way he works through the movie is a totally interesting uh you know subplot (laughs) or whatever it's it's a it's i I really liked it you know a lot of it's predictable a lot of it is pulp um you know and um i'm not an anna paquin fan so uh that whole thing it, it went in a little bit different direction in the makeup department i thought was kind of interesting what they ended up with that uh, but overall, I, I really, yeah, I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, what about you, Fez? Have you seen this before? Hey, so, no. Um, but like you, I've seen uh, Sam, the little, the, the character with the burlap. And I, I've, so I've always seen it. I'm like, well, that looks kind of interesting. And I was aware of the movie, but I never watched it. And had I known it was an anthology, oh, yeah, I dive right in. Because I'm watching this. First thing I'm thinking is creep show. Tales from the Crypt. It's it's got you know I I I really dig um, horror anthology movies. I, I think I think that goes back to um, oh, oh what was the the movie with Karen Black with the little killer trilogy of terror. Oh, Thank yes, you. yeah. Back to that. I love that stuff. And, I, and so you know when Creepshow hit, oh, I love the first Creepshow. I just just enjoyed that so much. So I, I really do enjoy anthology. So surprise when I start watching this. It's an anthology, and I'm like, oh, perfect, great. But, you know, Feather, like you said, they're all, you can see stuff happening in one scene, and then you get down to a couple other segments, and then you're like, oh, wait, that's the scene that happened in the, the first one. I'm like, oh, that's so great. And I, yeah, it's um very, very pleasantly surprised. I, I enjoyed it. It's just, yeah, it's just one of my favorite things. I love the, I love Sam. Look at, I, I, I are we doing spoilers or anything? Or are we going to try to yeah, keep spoiler alert? Okay. So the, the whole thing with the, bu- the bus driver guy, Klieg, I think they, they all got yes. yeah. Which I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> it's so nice. All of that is just like, Oh yeah, it was great. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm also not a big pack one fans like, man, but it was, that was, that was a good segment. I was like, okay, didn't see that one coming. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. So I, I, I think I'm going to actually track this one down uh, and add that to the collection because I, I do love me some horror anthologies. I'd also like to point <laughs> out that the title is a little misleading. Trekker Treat. And I thought it might have been <laughs> might have been a pirate Halloween special. Well, if you're going to buy a, a Blu-ray of it, they, they got your money, those pirates did. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What about you, uh, Dr. Head? 
You've seen this before, right? I have. Yeah, it's it's tremendously fun. Uh, you know, I'm not always a huge fan of anthologies. It really depends on the anthology. But the ones we've talked about, you know, Creepshow and and uh, those kinds of things where you see the, the stories line up, that's like one aspect. But Trick or Treat, what it does so beautifully, as you'd mentioned, you'll see something from one scene in another. You see the continuation of the story, all these threads popping up. And, and I thought there are some really genuinely earned creeps here. The creepy factor, like in the school bus massacre story, definitely, definitely unnerving. That body of water, they're down there. I mean, it's a disturbing story. My favorite one of the bunch is Surprise Party. Because I was not expecting that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the lupine <laughs> factor coming in. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was a delight, you know. And what I noticed also, I don't know if any of you noticed, Sam, have any of you seen Guillermo del Toro's The Orphanage? Oh, okay. yes. Yes. It's the same look. And the kid from the orphanage, the ghost boy, has the burlap oh, sack over his head. Yes, right. Now, that movie came right. out. Yeah, that movie came out in January, I think, of two thousand seven. And Trick or Treat came out, I think, in October or November in the in the states in two thousand uh, that same year. So I wonder how much, how much the orphanage, if Singer or the you know, uh had seen that movie. I'm like, oh, that's a great image because it's a creepy image. Anytime you have a kid, a little kid carrying the weight of horror, I find that to be extra creepy. Yeah. You know, um, whether it's, you know, it (laughs) or it's alive, you know, rather or from The Shining or anytime that there's a, a child involved in the horror, the exorcist. It adds a new level of, of terror, you know. And Sam is just, I mean, I have seen that image a thousand times because it has, has become iconic. And for even people who have never seen the movie, they still love that image. But yeah. it's a tremendously fun, really well woven together. And if you are a fan of anthologies and if you like seeing something come around full circle to degree, then you're going to love it. It's, it's a delight. I wanted to throw in, you mentioned the orphanage. Um, So remind me, is the orphanage the one where Del Toro did that really beautiful shot where the the blood is just wafting out of the kid's head? Is that the orphanage? Or uh, Or is that Devil's Backbone? I have not seen Devil's Backbone yet, so thanks for spoiling it for me. No. Um, (laughs) Because he also uses that kind of wispy image also in Crimson Peak with the ghosts. Yes. It's almost mm-hmm. like tendrils of smoke. So he, he may be using that in Devil's Backbone. But but the, the, the cloth, the kind of this nondescript outfit, the child, that was totally in the orphanage. Because I just saw that yeah. one last week as well. I saw, um, I saw that a while ago, and I, I just I can't yeah. remember if that... I'm yeah, kidding. it's a great movie, and I saw it again. I was just watching it again because it is so well done. And I mean, we've talked about the Toro. We, just, we all love his movies, um, and it's just a, it's a beautiful movie to watch. Yeah, so. I think uh, I think one of the things I liked about uh, Trick or Treat was that uh, those uh, stories got more and more involved. Each mm-hmm. one did. So they started out really simple with that first story that then showed up, you know, a, a couple of times in other uh, stories that came in uh, to this. Um, and it's, you know, you, you start to get that idea that things are tying together. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, there's somebody's got to be the bus driver, you know. And, you know, I didn't know if it was Dylan Baker, maybe or, you know. 
Um, and that whole story with Dylan Baker, that dude can play the creepiest parts ever. Um, yes, he can. He's and, great. and the most, yeah, and the most disturbing. I think his part in Happiness, yes. like, is yes. like I'm like I watched that movie once, and I'm like, that's a great movie. I will never watch it again. <laughs> you know, it is yeah. really disturbing. That's Todd Salons, though, man. That dude just makes some of the craziest stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, good it's really good but they're and just dylan not- baker's the, just a great actor you know yeah. yeah yeah and we got robbed because he sh- we should have gotten his lizard in the spider-man movies not the other guy that right. I, yeah. you know you and yeah because yeah, you know he would have killed that had, yeah. had he had been able given a chance to do that yeah. was it reese infants ended up playing uh yeah the, a reject from Super Mario Brothers. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I love I love how that whole uh, thing just kind of unfolded. Um, and then just you know the the sets were really good, really you know when they're going down that uh, elevator to the to the shore, um, and you know the fact that you didn't really know what was going on. Were they setting people up? And then you know the the girl who couldn't see ends up you know being somebody significant, right? Um, with the glasses and there's just kind of all those twists. Um, and then they also played off like the typical uh, kind of stranger in a mask standing, just standing there still. And they're like, Oh my God. She's like looking at that kid across the street. And then all of a sudden uh, a car pulls up and he pulls the mask off and jumps in, you know? So they, they, they really kind of play around with uh, all of those tropes um, and then kind of uh, turn them on their ear. But the Dylan Baker scene with this kid, you know, I thought he was going to kill his kid. I thought he hated his kid, but it come to find out he's already indoctrinated his kid into, you know, they're going to carve a pumpkin. Oh yeah, they are going to carve a pumpkin. Um, spoiler alert. It's, uh, it's the, uh, rotund kid's head. <laughs> and, he, um, and he had kept talking about the eyes. Are you going to help me with the eyes, daddy? Yes. Yeah. 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 I wrote a poem, uh, something along those lines back when I was, uh, getting my BFA in creative writing. I think it was called uncle Lester. That was the, <laughs> the pumpkin pumpkin carving poem yes <laughs> yeah i think uh and i think it's uh interesting that you know Do- doherty goes on to do krampus and uh and then godzilla king of the monsters you know uh, and did you have you guys seen krampus i really yeah i really liked it uh i think i watched it with dr tar um and we were both like very surprised that we actually enjoyed the, the movie um um, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much if I hadn't been sitting there with him, kind of, you know, riffing on it and stuff like that. But uh, it was uh, it was definitely a good therapy session. Um, and now that I know how to pronounce it, it probably would have been <laughs> even better. Trumpets <laughs> is my favorite part of the holidays that follow after this. You know, after Thanksgiving, all we have to look forward to is Krampus taking yeah. all the bad kids and chaining them up and dipping them in ink. And sending them all to hell. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I think there's. You, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, how do you think Doherty ends up going from, you know, doing trick or treat, and then he does Krampus, and then he gets Godzilla, King of the Monsters? It is a pretty wide, wide, broad spectrum because I think trick or treat. I mean, it was still, it was still like a twelve million dollar movie. It was still a high budget. You know, movie, but not compared to Godzilla. I mean, that was probably closer to 200, you know, or more. Um, Yeah, I don't know, because he also did X-Men Apocalypse. So I think, you know, oh, he did Superman Returns. He wrote those. He He wrote, yeah. uh, Brian Singer Singer did the uh, Apocalypse one. Terrible movie. 
Yeah. That makeup yeah. job on Apocalypse himself was the worst makeup I've seen yeah. in decades. It was so bad. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't mind Apocalypse. I didn't like Superman Returns um, as one good scene. You know, yeah, it's a, big, it's a big jump. Yeah, the plane. Really, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, is that where Superman's a deadbeat dad? Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. It's just like, what the fuck, man? Come on. How can you ruin Superman? Well, I guess we found yeah. out, didn't we? Well, they did it twice. Oh, wait, no. one. Three times, actually, if we want to count Superman. Oh, no, four times. we got to count Superman three and four. What's the second one? Well, so we got Superman three. Okay. Superman four. four Superman, Superman returns. returns and, and Man of Steel. Oh, do we well, want to throw Batman v Superman in there as well? I'm, I'm going to fight you on the Man of Steel. I really uh, like that one. Yeah, but no, I, 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 yeah, I do too. Yeah, I, 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 there are some things I like, but there's a lot that I don't. I, I just the scene with the tornado was like ridiculous. Like, oh no, he could, I, uh, no, he could have saved his dad. No yeah, absolutely, he would have been so fast. Mean. No one would have known. They're paying attention yeah. to the goddamn tornado. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. but. Bar uh, uh, see, we'll he knew Ke- he knew Kevin Costner's uh, career was pretty much washed up at that point, so he just let him go. If you <laughs> rescue it, he will come. You know, um, I say that, but I really like Kevin Costner. I, I'm a big fan of most of his movies. So. Yeah, yeah, Water we got to have him on. Three thousand miles, three thousand miles to Graceland. That was that was a fun movie. But, uh, uh, we should uh, do Waterworld sometime for sure. Oh, yeah, director's well, edition, baby. I've oh. not seen it, but, but one of my college friends worked on Waterworld. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He was he was big into Waterworld. He also worked on Jurassic Park. Oh wow! Yeah, he said it was. He quit after two movies because he said the the environment is so toxic and so strewn with like cheating and drugs, and it was just a horrible, horrible place to uh, to be involved. So he quit. That was Jurassic the thing. Park? Huh? Cheating and drugs on Jurassic Park? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Waterworld is everywhere. Just the just the environment, the, the workers, the whole thing was a very toxic environment. Yeah. Hmm. So, but yeah, I don't know. Godzilla versus uh, King of Monsters and Kong. He did uh, work on both. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how he got sucked into that, uh, into that legendary stuff. Um, well, I can't but... even keep track of what, which, <laughs> one, which one is uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Is that, that's not the that's one. That's the with... one where you have King Ghidorah and then the, the fire Rodan, uh, Mothra. Basically, it's the three big monsters, and then the uh, oh. the other Titans or whatever they're called. Um, you see them for like eight seconds. Um, completely yeah. useless. It, it was okay. Uh, you know, the only scene that makes me cringe, and I still really cringe, um, is why they, I don't I don't go back to these legendary movies. Is like the scenes where the monsters like literally bow down to King Ghidorah or and the Godzilla. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, really? We're gonna really do that? We're gonna have them bow? You know, yeah, it was just so painful. So I'm sorry, Brian Singer or uh, Dowdy. Sorry, man. You gotta take that shit out, man. Talk to a real Godzilla fan. Would they do it now? <laughs> Back to trick or treat. You know, this, yeah. this takes this takes place in this is an anthology Valley. episode. Four related stories. Come back around. <laughs> Come back around. Warren Valley, Ohio, and yeah. I think that's one of the brilliance uh, of this movie. Is the whole thing takes place in this totally fictitious town on the night that they seem to celebrate the most, <laughs> or one of the nights that you know of, anyway. 
because it's you know the it, it's the pro the the progress through the town and how that all works and how that's interwoven between the stories and and how it's all tied together that's that's just brilliant editing and and brilliant conceptualization i think because he, um, was, he was born and raised in columbus yeah so that's yes that, yes that influence in the suburbs yes. and so you bring that i like i like that I like and, that. but then it, it's yeah and it's a it's a surreal suburb is what right. it is yes which is the beauty of it and so everything goes that's what i i really liked about it. and everything goes and and it goes it's connected so well you know this wouldn't be half the movie if it hadn't been connected the way it was connected right yeah absolutely um, yeah and i think uh you know the reason he sets it in uh, ohio is that uh, athens ohio at, at halloween is legendary oh. Yes. 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 Yeah. And if you've never oh. been there, it's insane. It's I mean, I, awesome. Yeah, yeah. People will describe it to you, but until you go there and actually experience it for a night, you're like, holy shit. It is literally wall to wall people. I mean, you're yeah. through the whole town. It's, and they, they, everything's decorated. The campus is all crazy decorated. Um, and everybody is pretty much partying really yeah. hard, you know? Yeah. Um, and they purposely do it on a night that's not the trick or treat <laughs> night. I think it's like after, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's really crazy. I'm, I'm, I was glad that I was able to experience that. It is a hell of a lot of fun. Went down there in a, in a doc Brown costume. So I had the lab coat, the crazy hair. Oh, I had a blast. It was an easy costume to put together. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. Yeah. That, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. So I said a friend of mine was, uh, in grad school down there. So I got to visit, uh, the campus a couple of times and it, uh, I really loved it down there. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, uh, so I was down there during the winter, uh, and basically one of the traditions down there was to get on one of you'd get one of the giant uh, trays from the cafeteria, and slide down the hills. They had these different hills that you would go down, um, and they'd even car close off streets so you could go down the streets, and they wouldn't plow the street and stuff. It was yeah, it was really insane. Um, and then we went to the Halloween party, which was absolutely nuts. Um, it was so it was so nuts. I started to get stressed out. Like, I'm like, where's my, what's my exit strategy here? This is a lot of people. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I said, trick or, I think trick or treat, what I liked too about the humor was it wasn't like these set up, but bump, you know, I mean, it, it was, the humor was kind of like an ironic humor at, at times or uh, an in the know or a surprise kind of thing that they did. Uh, it was witty. A, it was done it, well. It, it, it wasn't a guffaw laugh or a pratfall or it wasn't self reflexive, you know, yeah. like scream. You know, like right. we got to make sure everyone gets the joke. Um, you know, yeah, it was it was smartly done. That's what that's what's so great. And there's where you have a writer. I mean, obviously, Dowdy, you know, can write well, um, and that's the difference between writing well and then writing for Hollywood. And here's a, here's a movie. Even though it was cost twelve million, it's it's and it's very popular. It, it was never a mainstream. I don't think it was. It's always seemed to be a more of a cult following, but it is really smartly written. Yeah, and I, I got to give it a. I think uh, uh, Brian Cox gets the award for the grossest eating of a candy bar I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, when he's just eating, and he's just it, what the way it looks after it comes out of his mouth, and the look on his face, and he throws it down, and you're just like, oh, and then he he washes it down with some you know uh, bourbon or whatever, you know. Um, uh, but it's hilarious what he does with his dog, you know, makes the dog look like it's it's like some sort of creature with the lights on his head. Um, yeah. Right, initially, when you fish, first see him, in the, you see the dog <laughs> that, like that dog. 
I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, how they, they kind of tie it together. Um, I didn't realize he was the bus driver, spoiler alert, um, and, until pretty late on, because I was just at that time, just so engrossed in the story. I wasn't playing any guessing games. I was just kind of going along with, you know, uh, I, th- I think sometimes I get in a, a groove with a, a movie where I stop trying to guess, you know what I mean? Just so I can be surprised because it already had surprised me a couple of times. I'm like, oh, Anna Paquin is a werewolf. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's not the vampire. She's a, she's a werewolf in this one. Uh, but then I forget, you know, she went, and it's even funny because she went through that whole series. Right. And was that prior to this movie? Or was that after this movie? True Blood? True Blood, yeah. That may have been after. Uh, True Blood came out in 2008 to 2014, so it was after. Oh, that's that's hilarious. Um, Because I was looking at this going, oh, she she follows this up as a a werewolf, you know, after doing True Blood. But now now that it's before that. The reverse. Yeah, you're like. It was a foreshadowing of what was to come for the beautiful Anna Paquin. All this movie needs is Joe Manganiello. And I pronounced that correctly. (laughs) Krumpus. Krumpus, yeah. That's my new rock character, Johnny Krumpus. (laughs) Ian Krumpus. That's my brother, and we don't talk. I have a Krumpus room. All right. Anybody else have anything to say about Trick or Treat? How about any other anthology movies that you really like? Has anybody ever seen like uh, VHS, the movie that's like the found footage um, anthology? I started watching it. And I had to turn away all the all the shaky cam stuff. Makes me vomit. I can't uh, watch it. So. I'm out. Then I can't watch those either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, we go back to like Twilight Zone, the movie. Um, you know, the creep shows. The trilogy of terror, Hammer, or, or is it uh, Hammer teamed up with? Uh, God, it was a, another movie company in the mid- Amicus. Of Amicus, and they did one I think called uh, the House That Dripped Blood. Yes, was mm-hmm. a story involving the penance of this house. There's also another one that involves a wax museum um, that Peter Cushing is in. Also, uh, who's uh, the, he plays on Halloween? He's doc, the doctor. Um, what's his name? Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance is yeah in that one. There's that's so there's lots of these these anthology movies out there. You know, but, uh, yeah, they're yeah. kind of fun because you only get I, half an hour, twenty five minutes to tell the story. You know, so even if you don't like one, you don't have a long time to wait till the next one pops up. Yeah, and I think what was the other one that uh, you have that kind of iconic face is uh, All Hallows Eve, is it? With that that clown that has the like little top hat or whatever, um, really weird teeth and stuff. I've seen the masks everywhere. Um, I don't think he made it to the level of like it or or Jason or or any of those guys, but uh, I've definitely seen uh, that image in quite a quite a bit. Um, and then. Uh, there's a fairly new one that was called Tales of Halloween, which I think I tried to watch um, it's like from 2015. Um, and it just, you know, and I think that's why when I started watching Trick or Treat, I thought that's eh, probably just going to be like one of these other ones that I've started and just went, yeah, it's not for me. Um, but yeah, I just got sucked in. Uh, and again, it's just, you know, the quality of the, the movie making, the dialogue, you know, the, the, <laughs> I love the costume uh, for the couple in the beginning. 
uh, with you know him being like a Flash Gordon and her being like this terrible box robot, you know, and, and that she wants to just get done with Halloween and he's like, you got to leave it up, you know, you can't take it down. Um, and what was the? There was the scene where they had all the pumpkins in the front yard that just appeared, right? Um, and was that from Sam? Did Sam Hain or whatever his name was that supposed to be him putting them back in there? Or uh, and I think even it was the was it the uh, the bus driver's house or whatever where they found them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they just was tons of them. And then if you what I did is I froze that frame just to look at all the designs of the different pumpkins, which was pretty cool. I bet like yeah. you had the art department had to be like, Oh yeah, this is our day right here. You know, um, uh, because they, they went all there out. Was a good, there were some good ones. Yeah. yeah they were great. Um, so yeah, that's what I said. I, I really, I really enjoyed that movie a lot. Uh, and it's probably going to be one of those rewatches that I do every Halloween, just because, you know, it's, I throw that right in there with the, uh, uh, I always watch at least the first Phantasm mm-hmm. uh, movie, you know, um, and usually the second one, because the second one's essentially a, a send up or a, an homage to Sam Raimi. Um, I don't know. Have you guys seen the second Phantasm movie before? Not in a long time. Oh, yeah. there We got to we got to talk about all those movies. I think we did. A, we already did an episode before uh, you two came on uh, about the first two uh, first two movies. Um, but I would like to revisit them just to see what you guys have to say about them. Because uh, I think I've mentioned this many times before. This is one of the, that series I came to only like four years ago, maybe five years ago. Um, and ever since I've watched them all probably like a dozen times. <laughs> just so, I don't know what it is about them that I'm just so engrossed in. Punchline! Punchline, trick or treat. Doctor Head, punchline. Fez. <laughs> Fez, punchline. Uh, a trick or treat, mateys. <laughs> There's a sucker born every minute. Mm. <laughs> How many licks till you get to the center of a tizzle pop? Oh, oh with that one. Uh, I was going to say, with that sucker, how many licks till your tongue falls off? <laughs> There's a, a good joke about squid games I could make here, but if you haven't seen it yet, it won't matter. But yes, not going to see it. So it's not For those matter. of you who've seen squid games. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you should, though, man. It's good. Yeah, probably it's not, not. It's not Hunger Games. As much as I like Jennifer Lawrence, it's not uh, Hunger Games. No, I've never seen any of those either. So I haven't. I haven't watched them. I won't. It's like Battle Royale. I've seen Battle Royale. I don't need to go further. But this is not that. It's 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 good. It's nihilistic. It's dark. It's got moments of genuine uh, pathos. Yeah. I like most of the Korean horror stuff that I've seen. It's uh, it's good. Well, I, I mean, uh, I won't watch them because I hate Woody Harrelson and uh, Donald uh, Sutherland. So, you know, fucking hacks. <laughs> That's a lie. I love them both. So. All right. We're out of here. You guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! And you have been listening to... Oh! 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 Oh!
This is Professor Feather. Falderall. Falderall. Uh, <laughs> Professor Feather here. Uh, we, you can find us on Meta. <laughs> I'm not going to see another fucking word. You had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> Alright, uh, let's take, I'm gonna take a couple minutes, I'm gonna go, uh, hit the head, and Kim wanted to see me for a second, so I'll be back in about, uh, five minutes. You forgot the rest of the outro. <laughs> oh, I thought we were, hot. Meta was it, like, yep, there you go, it's all we need. <laughs> Do we need to say more? <laughs> well, I don't, uh, when you say hit the head, is that self-flagellation? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what I did. I did that for a few hours last night, and boy, I was tired. <laughs> reminds me, I need to get some new socks. <laughs> oh. I'm going to need a bigger sock. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> uh, this, that will be all yeah, That's right. Yeah. I graduated from the footies to the footlongs. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Toddler footies. That's right. <laughs> I don't want to be disappointing anyway. All right, guys. See you in back five minutes. And you can find us at Heavy Metal Horror. Uh, and uh, Fez, what you got there? <laughs> you can find We Freaks on Facebook slash Meta slash whatever the hell they're calling it now. W-E-E-F-R-E-K-Z. Check it out Wednesdays. Oh, try to drop a new comment. It too has a, a, a head in the uh, in that comic. That's right. Wedge is the man. Uh, and you can find Tar and Feather at tarandfeather.com. That's T A R R F E T H E R dot C O M. Um, and they are also on Meta. Um, Metatar and Metafeather um, are beyond any kind of horror host you could ever imagine. So you should go check them out. And with that being said, we have an infestation, and uh, I can never kiss Feather without getting down in the mouth. I love that joke. <laughs> <laughs>